Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, terrorists are winning. That's Jay Morrison. Welcome to the Pubcast with Michelle Riley, Mike Cross, and Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go in the wall, a hurling stick in a shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. All right, we're back. Um, this week we have. Me, Mike, Michelle, and joining us for the first time in a while is Tim. Hey, Tim. Hi, Timmy. Good evening. How are things, Tim? We're good, good. Glad to be back. (laughs) All right, so last week we talked to uh, Jay Moore twice. Um, That was fun. Yeah, once about religion and faith and some other stuff. And then the second time was a little more free-flowing and uh, uh, funny and sort of, I don't know, spontaneous. And it was awesome. Yeah, it was definitely spontaneous. It was totally, totally off the top. We were winging yeah. it for sure. Yeah, yeah. But he seemed to enjoy fun. it. I mean, he had, uh, he had a lot of uh, directions to go. And we got to give him a few uh, requests for uh, um, impressions and all that. And Mike had a horrible connection, so that was always... That's always fun. Yeah, that, was yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was great from a listener's point of view. <laughs> my, my moment, my moment was completely taken away from me. It really was. I did feel for you on that, Michael. I really did. Yeah, it, pro- it, it might have been better if you had an Apple product. Yes, maybe TC and the G. <laughs> um, so anyway, we talked to him, and then during one of our conversations, uh, he brought up. Um, Sort of in passing, uh, talking about uh, real quick about if he was when he was a waiter, um, if some old lady wanted a, a, a decaf, and he would be like, oh, I don't want to go back and get the decaf, and he would just give her whatever he had close by, like a, a regular coffee. Which everyone knows is true in every restaurant, right? Yes, you ask for decaf, but you just get whatever's close by. You never get decaf, trust me. So he, yeah. he was joking about. Uh, uh, you know, how many old people did I kill with, you know, too much caffeine and whatever. Um, so he sent me a note saying he wanted, he couldn't remember that. He wanted to use that on his, I don't know, on his radio show or maybe it was, yeah, was turning yeah. into a bit for stand up. I don't know. Um, so he was continuing this dialogue with me sort of behind the scenes after our, our podcast. And then, so I tweeted him the links to the, 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 his episodes and he, he tweeted him out and, liked him and, and made some comments and it got some traction for us and some, some more play and whatever. Um, but he didn't get to my request until like he responded to me at Sunday night at, uh, two, no Friday night at like two fifty three AM. Hmm. Okay. He goes, he goes, just got this pal. We'll do. And then, uh, we I happened to be up and drinking at the neighbor's house with my wife, and oh. we were both lit. And so I I start texting him back and saying, uh, saying we're drunk, and I sent him pictures of us drinking, and I don't know why. Um, and he comes he comes back to <laughs> <How's> me. <laughs> He's jealous uh, that we have the gift of moderations, and he says, "Tip one for a sober JJ." This is three in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are on the JJ basis now, huh? Uh, apparently, yeah. This is three <laughs> in the morning on the weekend. 
Memorial Day weekend. That's think, awesome. Yeah, I think he had a show. I think he, he did some sort of a, a stand-up routine somewhere and was <laughs> out late anyway. So there you go. Um, a couple things happened. Yeah, later. And then I, I tried to end it with Slancha, you know, the old uh, sign-off of the pubcast. Yeah. He comes back with Taint. which is funny we laughed um and then uh a couple things and then uh he basically makes fun of me for being drunk for the next morning um and then he starts sending me atheist stuff he gets back into the atheist thing again again. oh boy because someone online is a uber atheist and starts attacking him um with sort of rhetoric and whatever this is at 4.30 4.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, this wow. is uh, Monday at 4.30 in the morning. What the hell were you doing out that late? How can you stay up that late this, drinking? That time, I wasn't up. I got up the next morning. but. Uh, oh, my God. Then we went back and forth about... Did you want to kill yourself the next morning? Oh, it came out of nowhere. Uh, I was watching the <laughs> Warriors uh, basketball game. Like uh, I think it was Friday or Saturday. And it ended at 11. Then my neighbor said, come over. We went over, and then things just got out of hand. I mean, from 11 to 3.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. 3.30. Yeah. It it really. Well, that escalated. It didn't. Yeah. It escalated (laughs) real quick, and it didn't end well. It was not great. So drinking in the suburbs while texting, while drunk texting my girlfriend, Jay Moore. There you go. Your bromance. Uh, apparently, yeah, it wasn't great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so sure, uh, anyway, he right seems. Uh, I mean, this plus a couple of exchanges here and there. He seems still engaged with us, and if we have any questions, we can email him uh, uh, stand-up uh, questions or topics, and uh, he'll be happy to answer them. So there we go. Perfect. So any listeners, if you have any questions that we should ask Jay Moore, anything you want to know about stand-up in L.A. or across the country. Uh, tweet me or tweet us at at Irish Pubcast or uh, Facebook it. You can Facebook, Facebook it. it. Yeah, most of us, most of you guys know how to reach us. So uh, if not, you'll find us on Twitter and we can go from there. All right. That said, Michelle, you were talking about some of your favorite sitcoms earlier in the week. Yeah. And I think you were sort of. Uh, compiling a list and I think you and Mike had uh, a disagreement on uh, one in particular. Do you want to go down that path? Oh, Michael and I have many, many disagreements. <laughs> oh, man. Nothing but love for each other. Um, no, I just thought it'd be fun to talk to everybody about what their favorite favorite TV shows were. Kind of an all-time, top ten, whatever you want to call it. Because without exception, I think any of the sort of mainstream, you know, consensus-driven, best shows of all time list that any of us would come across, we would all agree, contain some of the suckiest shows. Well, um, are we ta- like talking fans, about sitcoms? That, yeah, situ- situation comedies yeah, on television okay. throughout, you know, the history of the medium. <laughs> but, I mean, recently I looked up to see kind of like what's the sort of, um, you know, agreed upon best shows, and one of the one of the top ten lists included um, the Big Bang Theory. So right, right there, it's so a piece of shit. Before so we're you not get started, I want to ask everyone: Does anyone watch any sitcoms currently? I do. Yes. 
I do. I watch Modern Family mostly on reruns, and I think that's about it. Modern Family is a great show. It's a great show. My kids watch Big Bang Theory here and there, but outside of that, we don't really watch it. That show is just absolutely horrible. I don't understand how it – I don't understand it at all. But anyway. We can be um, in agreement on that. So yeah. I don't know. Why don't we? Why don't we let um, you guys talk about what some of your favorite shows are? I'll give you my take on it, and then um, I'll show you how, in my mind, I sort of chunked it into different eras. Brendan, that is your sister texting me right now, wanting right to know how we could possibly be doing this during NBA Finals. But during oh, um, what? What's this NBA thing? <laughs> I didn't tell her to zip it. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> anyway, sorry about that. Um, right, so, well, Jimmer, what are you? What are your? Do you have a top ten list? I have, or just have favorites, I, I, or what do you have? I put together a list of my favorite sitcoms, and I'm going to say in no particular order because I don't know how to order them. Um, obviously, I think most of us probably have a soft spot in our heart for many of the ones in the late '70s and all through the '80s. Oh sure. I, I'm gonna. I kind of. Not really. I, I put those in a different That's category. That's definitely an era, I, for yeah, sure. I, I dismissed all of them except for one, I think. Good and idea. What was it? The one that I kept on my list was Cheers. Oh. Oh, no. no. I know. You're completely off already. So Cheers is on my list. Seinfeld's on my list. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons is on my list. Yeah. And I think... You can tell on this list. I have, I think, I have recency bias for the most part. Um, that could be. Curb your enthusiasms on my list. Oh, I didn't <laughs> think of curb. Arrested Development okay. is on my list. Yep. Yes. Thirty Rock for sure. Yes. And then one, I think I, I'm gonna guess is probably not on any of your guys' list because not that it, you don't think it's good. I bet it, it's not on your radar though, and that would be. The Office UK version. version. Mm. The UK Office. That That's probably in my top three. I don't know where it falls, but... I own that one on DVD, by the way. Or Blu-ray. Or Isn't that more than three? What's that? That sounded like, that sounded oh, yeah, like yeah, no, five. I, I gave you that's one, two, seven. three, four, five. I gave you seven, but The Office is in my top three but, somewhere. Got it. Okay, got it. So, All but, right. That's Anybody have question. any major disagreements besides Mike and Cheers? Well, I kind of want to get everybody's out there and see kind of where <laughs> we overlap and where we go differently. And then, so Mike, what's your list? Um, Seinfeld, of course. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Arrested Development, 30 Rock, South Park, and The Larry Sanders Show. Oh, shit. Very good. That's, that's the one I missed. I'm an idiot. So I guess it, I'm I'm interchanging or I'm switching The Simpsons with EO here. Uh, the Simpsons for yeah. South Park. Although I do have a, a an overall list of twenty. Oh, interesting. Those are those Man, are my Sanders. top. Those are your top six. Very good top list. Six. By the way, as an aside, I uh, shortly after uh, uh, Gary Shandling died, I bought the entire series of Larry Sanders on Blu-ray. It's wonderful. It's totally worth it. It's a very totally important show in my estimation. Yeah. Timur, give me your list. I had 30 Rock, The Office, 
Will and Grace, Seinfeld, in no particular order. Right. And I had, you know, just from my youth, I had the Jeffersons and Ooh, All in the Family. That's good. Yeah. I mean, obviously, All in the Family, I was, you know, yeah. still in diapers. But in reflection, I mean, that was, I mean, that was a game. Yeah, but shift. every one of us, all of us, we were in diapers during Brady, Brady Bunch, too, you know. I mean, and every I, one of I us. Did, I did have, you know, Brady Bunch. I mean, from my youth. I always remember Happy Days, Laverne and Shirley, Three's Company, and Taxi. Not that they're the best comedies in the world, but right. when I think about yeah. sitcoms when I was a kid, those are the four that come up. That was a Tuesday night thing on ABC. Right. Um, yep. And I, you know, at the time, but they don't—they don't obviously stand the test of time. Where I think, yeah. well, now wait a minute. I would I disagree think, with I, Taxi on Taxi. Well, Taxi does more than the other three for sure. I mean, yeah. I. And I also, I, I, you know, Will and Grace is still one of my favorite sitcoms. And I think that mm -hmm. just had a personal connection with me at the time. But in look, you know, I own all of those. And when I look back at those, I still think that those hold up even, you know, 15 years later, as opposed Absolutely. to some of the other ones. Absolutely. Mm. But I forgot, and I did forget about Arrested Development. And, and that's, that's definitely one that, that, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good. It's in my top. It's interesting that we said that one. That's great. Well, I'm going to give you my list, and I kind of, I kind of went through and tried to represent like the major, the major eras in my point of view. But number one, and I did it chronologically, so it's not that that you know, it's my favorite. But Dick Van Dyke show, that show, I absolutely loved. The ensemble oh, part. only when they were at work, and it was Rosemary yeah. and. Yeah, to me, that was my favorite part. Not, when, not so much when he was at home, but when he was at work. And I just, I mean, Carl Reiner is a genius. Dick that Van was... Dyke over Mary Tyler Moore? Yeah. And okay. so then um, when I went me. to that 70s era, I, I went with the Bob Newhart show. I always thought that show was funnier than Mary. I mean, I love Mary Tyler Moore. She was a role model. She was a hero who didn't want to grow up and get a... Uh, Groovy apartment and work in television. <laughs> I mean, believe me, as a girl, that between her and that girl, I mean, that those were a big influence on me. But, um, but I always thought the Bob Newhart show was hilarious and funnier. So that was my pick for that sort of era. Then I went with Cheers. Because Cheers, I mean, top to bottom, back to front, you you're not going to find funnier writing anywhere than Cheers. Um. My next one is probably going to be controversial because it was always controversial, but Roseanne. And I swear, wow. Roseanne, Roseanne is one of those polarizing figures that people would really hate uh, while she was on. I feel like the, the more distance that gets between now and then, the more people are going to look at that show and realize it was a really, really great show. Um, I think if you go back and look at Roseanne, you're going to find that it's some of the best and I say this in air quotes, situations. You know, it was a little bit more... Yeah, my... So, I thought about that, but my argument against it was that it was so uneven. I think toward the end, the last, I don't know, I think it had three one, or four years... I think it had one dip at the end. Yeah. But, yeah, it but, jumped the shark. It was brutal. Sure. The, but most... But don't all shows? Yeah, probably. Don't all shows, really. Very, very funny. At some point. 
All right. My number five was Larry Sanders, not unlike everybody else. Um, mainly because I think that's a super groundbreaking show. You know, it was, mm-hmm. you know, Gary Shandling's show. I kind of put those two together. But Gary Shandling's show is kind of, everyone sort of agrees that that was the first show to sort of break the yeah. fourth wall, right? Like yeah. that could speak directly to the audience. And I think in a lot of ways kind of paved for that Ricky Gervais slash Greg Daniels documentaries type of thing yeah. um, because it was addressing the camera directly. But Larry Sanders was was totally, totally groundbreaking because it was just so meta, right? It was a TV show about a TV show. Um, well, and I, it was, I think the one that broke the fourth wall although in a very small way, but uh, did it first, I think, was Bob Newhart. Or, uh, yeah, right? Uh, didn't uh, What's-His-Face used to look at the camera? Oh, shit. Yes, he did. I mean, that was very <laughs> subtle, right? He was known to do, to deadpan to the camera, but no, he never spoke to the camera. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it would be more deadpan. Um, all right, so... Of course, Seinfeld, because it's just the juggernaut of all time. And I think Seinfeld kind of epitomizes a lot of those 90s shows where everybody who was a comedian got got a show with their name in the right. title. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were a lot of them that were, were kind of like that. There was Roseanne. There was Seinfeld. There was lots Raymond. of other ones that we don't remember. Raymond. Everyone loves Raymond. Don't forget yeah, about the Cosby right. show. Right, right. Um. And then I and we went through a big period with that, right? The Seinfeld show, this, that, this, and that. And then I feel like Will and Grace was kind of like a return back to the form, right? Like it was kind of like uh, it was a new idea at the time. It was pretty revolutionary, but it was very sort of silly, slapsticky, great, great tight comedy in that show. Funny, laugh out loud, funny show. Um, Anyway, then I would move to The Office because it did kind of usher in another era, which was that documentary. So The Office, Parks and Rec, Modern Family, those three all specifically use that kind of interview format. But there's a few others that are kind of in that vein as well. Um, And again, I think my next one is 30 Rock, which, again, I would say is another kind of classic sitcom it's a return back to like the classic sitcom form it's obviously an ensemble there's a lot of stuff going on but that show is very tight in terms of always wrapping the joke at the end so it was a very tight show like that um and then finally my show is my last show on the list was arrested development just like you guys and that again is pretty innovative it was also kind of a documentary that kind of documentary trick because of the narration, but it also, it was just a clever, clever, clever show. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of like my top, my personal top favorites, but I wanted to give a couple of um, honorable mentions. I've got one that none I of us said, it. and it might be on your list, Michelle, but I'm going to preempt it. Um, none, yeah. of, none of us said, I wanted to put it on my list, but I don't think I've seen enough of it to really appreciate it. And... I don't think the, I don't know, the, the trappings of it would would hold up, but I think the themes do, and it's the the original sitcom, The Honeymooners. Ah. Oh, I have it on my list. Yeah, I, have it I on, mean, I mean, it, I have I have an over, I have an overall list. Yeah, like it, it didn't make my short list, yeah. but it's it doesn't it's, make, it's but it's really right good. up there without question. 
Yeah, I, mean, I, I have I love Lucy on there. Just kidding. Yeah, I, love, I, I love Lucy also. I mean, to me, I actually have a little funny story about that. But the yeah, Honeymooners Honey was sure. a, a super famous, influential pop culture hit that spawned another super famous, influential pop culture hit in the Flintstones. Right. Yes. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. and they're, e- they're like equally maybe equally good or equally known. Well, the honeymooners in terms of, you know, Jackie and the wife is almost the archetype for for almost all sort of marital relations. Oh, yeah. Where the, where the man know. is out of his depth and the woman knows better. Yeah. And the man, I mean, almost every that commercial today the, uses that archetype. Right. Mike and Molly 50 years ago. Oh. Right. And it's Modern Family, and it's Family it's Guy, and it's The Simpsons. And and it's, they feel like, yeah. I mean, I feel like that's so, that's why I didn't put it on my list, because I just, I'm done with that. You know, there's, it's, it's. I mean, it was original then, but it's not original now. And Well, yeah, but I mean, they were, that was the mold, right? I mean, course, and that's why it deserves to be on the list. Here's a yeah. few that you guys haven't mentioned that I have on my, my, or all-encompassing list that are, to me, I don't know if they stand the test of time, but they, uh, thinking back on them, they move me dearly. Um, news Radio, WKRP yeah. in Cincinnati. Oh, News soap. Radio is so underrated. Yeah, I had Soap on there as an honorable mention, oh, too. Soap. So amazing. Um, Son of a bitch. Uh, I have action on mine, but that's just my homage to Jay. <laughs> or JJ, as, as you call him. JJ. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I do... Just as an inter- interjection, I did listen to uh, Jay's interview with Ileana Douglas over the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah, how was it? It's great. It's great. If you can listen to uh, Jay Moore's podcast, uh, it, it's 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 a good interview. I love her. Yeah, the, yeah, she was. I I heard her on Fresh Air. She's she's had quite a life. Yeah. Yeah. She was dating Martin Scorsese. Yes, exactly. She lived on a commune when she was a child. I know. Hippie, goddamn hippies. Hey, two, uh, one of the things that I want, wanted to jump in with real quickly is is going back to you guys um, with Will and Grace. It's not that I didn't like the show, and I know I, I pushed back on that with you previously, Michelle. Um, it's that to me it's very formulaic and very uh, predictable in a lot of ways. Now, it was groundbreaking in that it depicted kind of, yeah. you know, everyday life the way it, it more in tune with the way things are now and it was way ahead of its time in that respect but to me it was just like gay cheers yeah. or gay um it got gay stale it got stale quickly uh, i thought i don't think it was gay friends at all it was for, i think it was much more clever the writing was much wittier and actually we can talk about that in a minute because i think um well anyway i just wanted to finish up with a couple more honorable mentions Number one uh, was soap. Um, if you wow. don't recall and you've never seen a, a funny little show that I think went one, maybe two seasons called Fernwood Tonight, it's yes. freaking hilarious. It's um, a freaking hilarious. Martin Mull. Martin Mull, that's Martin, right. Martin Mull. And Fred Willard. Absolutely hilarious show. Anything um, Fred Willard then is worth watching. And I'm going to go blow your minds right now. Honorable mention. And actually, I mean, I, I'm not trying to suggest this is a this belongs on an all-time best show. But I am going to say it is underrated. Martin. Oh, I used to that was on Martin. my list of 
things to mention. Yeah. I used to watch Martin. Actually, Michael, when we were young and all single and living together, we used to watch it on reruns. I never saw it on the on the first run. And so it was one of those shows that I might watch at 10 o'clock before bed or whatever, you know, a couple nights a week. And the more I watched it, the more I realized that Martin was Lucille Ball. He was the male black yeah. version of Lucille Ball. Yeah. He was constantly getting in over his head. He had these crazy side, you know, people to round out his to play straight men to him. It that show is so funny if you go back, don't you think, B? Absolutely. Me and Paula th- used to watch it uh, pretty consistently in college, and yeah. we couldn't get enough of it. It was so funny. Oh, it's such a funny yeah, story. and I it's it's one of those shows that has completely. I've completely almost blanked out of my memory until you brought it up yeah. now. And I'm like, oh, Same my God, me. yeah, it was funny. It's like a hyper, hyper slapsticky show. I mean, there's no there's yeah. no grounding in reality whatsoever in that show. Oh, none. Yeah, um, none. Which, in a way, is kind of like the Will and Grace. So the Will and Grace on the one side, Will and Grace are grounded in reality. But then the other two are total crazy, you know, slapstick, which I think is what's so funny about them. But... Um, anyway, I also wanted to give a shout out to a show that I think is technically not a situation comedy, but SCTV was a show that I loved growing up. Oh, no, disqualified. Most... You can't you put can... in what? sketch shows. That's you can't a whole put other sketch deal. Shows. Sketch show. Yeah, but yeah. it was sketch. yeah, it was a sketch show, but it was a scripted show. Anyway, it was funny as hell. It was a great yeah. show. Um, so when I was looking at this, I kind of went back and like, cross-checked some of the writers and producers on these shows. If you really want to just kind of break it down, there's really three people we need to know, and that covers just about every show we named here today. The first one is Norman Lear. The second one is James L. Brooks. And the third is James Burroughs. And the three of them, the three of them cross, you know, cross, crossed each other and worked together on many of these episodes. Let me give you Norman Lear's list, all right? Oh, man. Sam, Fernwood Tonight, Maud, Good Times, All in the uh, Family, One Day at a Time, The Jeffersons, Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. I mean, it's unbelievable. Um, what What is that James sound, everybody? Scratching. God damn it. <laughs> what is that it? was Tim, not me. No. <laughs> So, there are some, listen, there are some shows that are on a lot of these lists that have no, I mean, like you mentioned before earlier, Michelle, they have no business being on some of these lists. Right. And I want to point out uh, one or two as well. The first one, and it's a classic show, and I know a lot of people have good feelings about it, but it's a, it is bullshit, and that is Gilligan's Island. It's oh, horrifically oh, bad. Yes, of course. Oh. But it's, that was it's on a lot of these top lists. Almost it's like little factory animal. shows, right? When Michael yeah. talks about formulaic, that's really what... That's very... Yeah. That is the epitome of formulaic. Oh, my God. Well, so is the Brady Bunch, right? Dog shit. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think... I, I, that was a whole different era of that campy kind of... Yeah, let me actually you guys So, before... I mentioned Norman Lear. I think we should also just like run through James Brooks and James Burroughs just so you see. Sure. Mary Tyler Moore, Rhoda, Phyllis, 
Lou Grant, Taxi, Tracy Allman, which then spawned The Simpsons. James Elfes was part of all those shows. James Burroughs was also working with him on Mary Tyler Moore, Phyllis, Rhoda, Bob Newhart, Tony Randall, Laverne and Shirley, Taxi, Cheers, News Radio, Frasier, Friends, of course, his juggernaut, Will and Grace, and, and most recently, Two Broke Girls. I mean, between the three of them, they've covered all the major, major ones. Um, and so I feel like that's one whole sort of era, that sort of 70s, 80s era. How, and then the how about this? There, there is one 70s sitcom that no one has mentioned, and that is MASH. I no. Was not oh, a, no, I have it on my I, list. I was not a big fan of MASH, but, I mean, it, it won Emmys upon Emmys. And it right. was, it, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of people's favorite sitcoms, but it just... Yeah. Just, I, I just never appreciated it, but I, I know it, I know it was certainly made a statement in the seventies, but so, no one mentioned. Well, the, it was the problem with that show is, is the problem with Mash is it jumped, it jumped relatively quick when you got into the David Ogden Steers era of it, and it was like they dragged it out. It, I mean, the the famous quote about the about Mash is that it it technically lasted like five or six years longer than the actual Korean War. Yeah. And uh, it was just, I think part of the problem then was, you know, in, in that 70s time frame into the early 80s, was that was the only shit that was on TV, right? Right. Yeah. You know, you throw MASH on against 30 other things, including cable programming and Netflix and... Right, you know, I mean, I original programming by HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, that probably still hold up. But you're right; it was a different time. I mean, I remember always getting in a fight with my dad because we probably had one TV in those days. And I know young kids today imagine one TV. Um, yeah. And of course, Dad got to choose what he wanted to watch, and it was always Mash. But Right. Yeah, that's a good point, Timmer. So, so we did the sort of Norman Lear, James Brooks, James Burroughs eras of the seventies and eighties. We talked about the nineties, kind of ushering hey, in this sort of super second, show. I, I yeah. want to uh, go back real quick to Gilligan's Island, the hated show. Oh yes, of course. Uh, yeah. The creator of Gilligan's Island was a douchebag by the name of Sherwood Schwartz. Sherwood Schwartz, oh, yeah. who also did and, Brady Bunch. Yeah. And let's go through his little. Uh, resume right. here real quick and I'm not going to do the radio stuff but uh, I think these are all sitcoms or bad shows uh, I Mary <laughs> Joan uh, The Red Skelton Show My Favorite Martian Gilligan's Island It's About Time, The Brady Bunch Dusty's Trail, Big John Little John, whatever the fuck that is Harper Valley PTA Oh, that's oh I remember oh. that one uh, and Together We Stand, I don't know what that is but yeah, so he was just a creator of bad shows yeah yes but very popular yep yeah a few of those are extremely popular syndication to eternity right i want to give a shout out to animation so you guys mentioned (laughs) um simpsons oh i personally prefer uh family guy i think family guy is amazing the simpsons started in 89 family guy in 99 they're both still on the air um and of course michael mentioned south park i mean there you cannot deny that some of the most innovative television at least in terms of concept and storyline happens in animation i might be the only one on here who watches one right now but uh, or watches this show uh archer 
on on uh, TBS. Yeah, I have not watched that show. Although That's, it is one of the like I look at it and go, I should watch that show, and I it's don't. It's pretty funny, and yeah. it's, I know relatively edgy. There's there's language in that show. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's animated, but it's it's got that '60s sort of '60s spy, spy novel or spy uh, right. movie sort of vibe. Uh, it's, it's very good. I suggest it. Mm. Well, I watch all of uh, Seth MacFarlane's shows. I think that yeah. they're hilarious. Yeah. And I always, I never, The Simpsons never resonated with me. I mean, I've seen it. It's funny. I get it. But it's not a show that I'll ever go back and watch. Now, I know Michael will, but I won't. I won't either. I don't know if I would. I really, Michelle, I don't think I would now. I I, I think I graduated from The Simpsons at some point, probably yeah. in the mid, mid-90s. Sure. You know, I think I watched it for six or seven years, and then it just kind of became to a point formulaic, right? I mean, yeah. It's like they're stuck in this window of time where Bart's in, you know, sixth grade or whatever it is he's in. Uh, and I kind of moved on to South Park, the more degenerate Bart Simpsons, right? Oh, and, you know, the South Park I have seen, honestly, a handful of times. I don't watch it. Every time I have seen it, it's like one of the best things I've ever seen. So I'm like, I don't know why I don't watch it more often, but it is clever. The writing is brilliant. I mean, it's 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 not you, South Park. It's me. But um... <laughs> they do a lot of skewering on South Park, and that's what I love about it. Right? I mean, it's uh, they jump they jump all over the self righteous as often as they possibly can, and they churn those shows out quickly. So, you know, you might have something happen like, and and I'm not saying this did happen because I haven't seen any recent episodes of South Park, uh, and I don't even know if it's like new right now, but I'll catch up at some point. But like, Prince dies on a Thursday. Well, by the following Thursday, there's an episode of South right. Park that's all over yeah. it, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what the other reason I really liked it because it was. You know, when when it, for a time, like in the late 90s, early 2000s, when they were really at their peak, it would be like something would happen and it would be like, I cannot wait to see South Park because they're just going to trash okay. this, right? Right. Uh, and they always did a good job of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they were wise to sort of structure their, their show that way. I've, I've heard a few interviews with them and they, they, they would leave the space in there specifically to get the topical stuff in. Um, which is an, is an interesting thing. You know, then there's other shows that will say they purposely try not to do anything topical so that it doesn't look dated in five years. So it's interesting which which way those go. I want to ask a question. Uh-huh. Was anybody here a huge fan of either Scrubs or Community? Well, I, I like Scrubs. I never watched Community. Yeah, Community same. was really unique. Community was very unique. Both. They were not shows that I would like plan my life around but I certainly no. would enjoy them if I if I watch them. I think both of those shows are pretty clever. I mean it, or at least um innovative I would say. They're, they're different. Is consistently or was consistently funny. I mean I, I didn't plan my life around it either but when I caught it I was not disappointed. I mean it's You didn't turn the yeah, chair. The writing they on that did show a lot of different was, was devices really in that show that was different than a straight up sitcom. They yeah. were very clever. Yep. Both of them, both of those shows. Well, and I think the the, the beauty of, of Scrubs was the you know the marriage of um, JD and what's his name? Yeah. Uh, 
those guys had really good like on-screen chemistry. It was almost like uh, um, Lucy and what's her name? Her Ethel. Ethel. Thank you, Lucy and Ethel. Um, they had that kind of a play about them that really worked. And then they had the asshole doctor who really wasn't an asshole. He just played one. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that actor, and he was in. You know, Is he spent like, in everything. Everything. Uh, yeah. John McGinley or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, right. John McGinley, and he's he's been it. He was like Tom. He McGinley. was in. Uh, yeah. He was in Platoon, and he was in, you know I mean, he's been in a million movies, and he just plays that really like wise ass character perfectly well. So you know, that, also, like breaks with reality and the sort of things that they did on that show that were different than just the straight narrative. You know, there's a lot of like weird breaking into song or into someone's imagination or someone's dream or someone's inner monologue or, you know, there was a lot of different weird things they did on that show. Loved it. There's a couple that I have here that no one, we may have mentioned in passing, but no one really spoke about that have gotten quite a bit of, you know, Emmy award winning or were popular in their time and that was uh, Veep. Oh Fra- god. Oh. I didn't mention Veep. Well, actually that's great. We should we, yeah. That's Frazier. a good point. Everyone loves Raymond, which I wasn't a fan of, but it was it, it right. did very well. Mom. In Living Color and Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, I love Always Sunny. I am Sunny. I have Sunny on my list. I would consider In Living Color not. It's a more of a sketch. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's a definitely more of a sketch. Um, did you did you but, say did you say mom? I said mom. That is Damien's. That's my partner's favorite show right now. As far I don't know what that is. That is the show with Allison Janney and her daughter uh, Anna Ferris, and they're both recovering alcoholics, and. I think Anna Ferris is also a mom, actually, <laughs> on the show as well. Um, and it just is a weaving of funny and seriousness all bucketed in 20, you know, 22 minutes on a Thursday night. And wow. I've, I've seen a couple of them. And I'm a big Alice and Janney fan, so I like her anyways. But... That is a show that Damien does not want to miss every week. And it's something that I've started to get attuned with. And, you know, Allison's won two Emmys for her role in that show. Yeah. Uh, And I think think it's somewhat underrated. It's on CBS on Thursdays. And I think it's something that, you know, people should tune into. So what are you guys watching that's currently on the air? What are you watching that's on the air right now? Modern Family and Veep, as far as yep, that's it. And Ar- Archer, I watch Archer. And Archer, okay. And yep. Michael, how about you? I have to tell you, I, you know, as much as I loved Modern Family and I was its biggest champion early on, I kind of find myself seeing them stack on the DVR, and I don't watch them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just delete them after a month because I'm like, you know what? I I I don't know. I think yeah. it's that it's on some level. No matter how good the show, like The Simpsons or even South Park, where I'm not paying as much attention to it, yeah, I just get bored with it, right? So, what am I watching now? Veep is definitely something that I watch every week without question. Veep yeah. is so funny. Um, do a show on Veep. I swear to God, it's the funniest show of all time. One of It's like a um, a modernized Arrested Development. 
to me. Oh, really? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I when I, you know, when I when I saw it in the beginning, I thought of Arrested Development. Maybe I've strayed a little bit from that, but certainly when I first saw it, I, I made a connection between the two shows. Huh? I'll think about hmm. that. Well, I watch a couple of shows. Veep, of course, I love. It's a great show that's on right now. But I have two other shows that I that Joel and I tape and that we watch. If you haven't watched The New Girl, it's hands down one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. It Girl. is so funny. Mm. The, the, you guys, give it a try. It's hilarious. The uh, way Allison watched it, or she used to watch it a little bit. I like it. It's It's... Oh, it's I, so I'm, I'm going to speak for Mike on this one because I think he might be with me. It's a little too cute. It's a little too. It's it a is too cute, aware of itself. Want, it's a little too. Well, anyway, I'm not going to debate it with you. Sorry. It's just there's two characters on the show that I think make it worth. It's very funny. Very. It's it's a show where I literally laugh out loud, and that rarely happens. Yeah. I also really like Brooklyn Nine Nine. I like that oh. show. Because it's it's very funny, but it's also hyper stylistic, right? Like there's not there's no grounding in reality in that show. So, you know, like a show like New Girl, you're trying to make it seem like this is plausible and these are these are real people and they're really friends. In Brooklyn Nine Nine, there's no attempt to make it look real whatsoever. It's clearly a you know it's clearly a, a sitcom, um, and it's clearly in this sort of like vacuum of reality. But it's very funny, very funny show. Um, so Can that's I, kinda... I, I need to ask why do we think that Two Broke Girls is still on the air? I've seen it twice, and honestly, I just don't understand <laughs> how that gets prime time millions oh, of viewers. Millions, but it's just a horrible show. That's a great, horribly question. written. Those actors, part of that just... Chuck Lorre dynasty of shit. Yeah. Including um, mm, Charlie Sheen's rise to yeah, his rise to twenty million dollars a month and yeah. two and a half men. That's another that was a very well, popular show in its time. But I, yeah. I mean, I, and that was funny. I mean, they had a few, you know. I thought the mom, you know, um, the maid was was funny, and Charlie's mom was funny. But I just see no value in any character in Two Broke Girls. It's just. Mm. So. <laughs> but here's a show. Here's a show that no one's brought up, and, and I don't know. You guys can correct me if it's not necessarily in the comedy genre, but it is very funny at times. Uh, House of Lies, which is on Showtime with Don Cheadle. I haven't I've, seen it yet. I've seen it. Don't know. I would highly recommend you guys go back. It's very, very um, biting. It's it's My funny, God. but in a very cynical way. Are you guys losing me? No. Yeah, people people edit that out. Okay, so it, it's very biting in a very cynical <laughs> way. I think it's uh, it's definitely something you guys should listen to or watch. Um, All right. I, you know, it borders on a comedy slash Dramed. drama, more like dramedy, right? That's definitely in my watch list on Netflix. It's Kristen Bell and Don Cheadle. I mean, they've got some. Mm-hmm. Three hitters in the show. Yeah. Does anyone watch? Speaking of Netflix, Michelle, does anyone watch Kimmy Schmidt? 
I haven't started it no. yet. It's another one on my list. Heard that it was it's, very good, though. It's very funny. I mean, it's it's kind of out there, but I'm a fan of Jane Krakowski. Oh, and so she she really she really brings it to that show. If if not, if, even if you don't care for, um, and I, her name's escaping me. Who plays Kimmy Schmidt? The 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 late the last uh, office secretary from the yep. office, um, Ellie Kemper, I think is yep. her yeah, name. That's right. Uh, but Jane Krakowski really brings it. Uh, so if you have a chance to see that, tune that in. Cool. Excellent. Cool. All right. Well, let, let's let's move on. Guys, can I uh, can I end with one with one final moment that that we have to kind of that was touched on, but uh, one show that was touched on. It's more about the character of uh, Maud, B. Arthur. Yeah. yeah, one of the funniest moments that I've ever heard in my life was uh, was at the Jerry Stiller roast when Sandra Bernhard was singing <laughs> to Jerry Stiller, and at the end, Jeffrey Ross stood up and said. Sandra Bernhard, holy shit! I wouldn't fuck you with B. Arthur's dick. <laughs> it was one of the single funniest things I've ever seen in my life, in like five minutes of people just busting out laughing. So, you can go well, back and watch it. You know, I talk about groundbreaking. That that show certainly was right off the heels of All in the Family, but that show certainly. Oh, definitely. Was, I saw her on Broadway in her later days, and she. Is she lived quite a life? That's for oh, sure. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Here's to be. <laughs> Pour one out for my homie. All right, B. What you got next on the agenda? All right, we'll try and tighten it up. But I've got a quick, a quick Riley's rules. Michelle's right. You're wrong. It's Riley's rules. Yes. I think we can get through this pretty quickly. And I will rule with an iron fist very fast. <laughs> this may or may not work out, so be forewarned. Uh, last week was the spelling bee, the national spelling bee. <sighs> so this Lord. week's Riley's Rules, I have one, two, three, five words. <laughs> you Boy. don't have to spell them. We're not spelling anything. But it's five – there's a couple words out there that people just hate. Don't say anything yet. And, All right. I got, I got and, number one in my uh, – So there's number one, two, a few three, out there. Four. I have five that I think might be on people's lists. And then if I don't name it, you guys can, can throw yours in later. But Michelle's going to rule if they are okay or not. It's basically asshole or not for words. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> First one I think is a, is a is a layup. Uh, moist. I knew you were going to say. I that knew one. it too. Yeah, that's the, the one everybody talks about, and I don't. I, I don't understand it. I don't know. I can't imagine a, a, such a thing as a bad word. I don't. I don't get it. You know what? I'm going to say that I agree that it is one that you hear over and over and over and over and over again, and people just get totally skeeved out with it. It's like a pop culture bullshit. Yeah, it's bullshit. So I'm going to say asshole. Because you know what? Get over it. You're grown up. It shouldn't really bother you that much. But the word's not an asshole. The people are an asshole. Well, yes. The people are, yes. Good. I kind of like it. I like moist. 
Every yeah, time right. I think of the word moist, I think of that meme with uh, Madeline Albright that says that makes me moister than an oyster. <laughs> it always makes me giggle. <laughs> I did not see that uh, coming. I'll share that. All right. I did not see that one coming. That, that, that was a quality pull there, Mike. Fantastic. Oh, I got my screen on here. All right. Next word, uh, asshole or not, is uh, crotch. Crotch. <laughs> uh, no. I think it's no. just what it connotates, but I mean, uh, it's fine with me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no issue with crotch. I said it yesterday at work. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... Uh, I, don't, I don't particularly care for it. I'm going asshole word on it. No. Oh, come on. All right. Oh. Michelle's ruling, I think, is not an asshole. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I think you're right. Uh, and so I saw some of these lists, and a lot of them just became sort of sexual words but so I, I tried to avoid most of those because they're, they're too easy and too dumb um but then I got uh ointment <laughs> and I think that falls in line with moist it's, moist. Like, it's the OI yeah. sound is there something about that sound that must yeah. keep people out <laughs> oink, oink, oink. Oink, like oink 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 yeah no pro- I have no problem with with ointment <laughs> I, I or boink or oink. No, you're not an asshole. Uh, this one's for Mike, I think. Uh, slacks. Oh, fuck you with the fucking slacks. <laughs> All I have to say to that. You know what? I'm going to say ass on slacks. Yeah. I think that's right. Asshole. I think that's the right answer. I want to say yes. Slacks is an asshole, but. Surprisingly, dungarees, not an asshole. <laughs> no, not an asshole. Or trousers. Yeah. Or trousers. Trouser. I think trouser is your trouser, trouser and dungaree and slacks Kulak. are all in the asshole category. Kulaks. No, no, I'm going to say slack stands alone as, this, as an asshole. Let's just fucking call them pants. That's what they are. Okay? <laughs> exactly. Uh, now, finally, uh, gurgle. <laughs> Gurgle a word? G R G L E. Gurgle. Yes, gurgle is. I've never heard. I've heard gargle, but I've never heard gurgle. Not purple. Will you use that in a sentence? No, I will not. (laughs) Uh, I I cannot uh, think of anything that would be flattering to anyone. (laughs) I was going to roll with something like chum. Ooh. I thought you were going to say panties or squirt or something. No, I was, oh, I was trying to avoid those squirt. ones. Those are too easy. Those are too panties obvious. are an asshole right there. Panties. All right. Panties. Let me see your panties. Panties hey, uh, dovetailing, dovetailing on that, uh, yeah. one of my, uh, my cohorts, Steve, who sends me the asshole or not questions, one of them is a uh, guy's named Jeff, but it's spelled G-E-O-F-S. <laughs> One hundred percent asshole. Death. Done. Death. <laughs> wow, the iron fist has oh come down. Wow. Absolutely no room for interpretation. A We're done. No room spleen. for interpretation. It's over. G off is out. Ridiculous. Okay. G off. Welcome, Steve. 
good Steve, one. wherever you are, if you're listening to this, you got one in. <laughs> there you go. That is 100%. Oh, no so time. yeah, again, any of our listeners, if you have uh, a word, a question, or whatever you want considered for Riley's Rules, uh, tweet us at Irish Pubcast, and we will uh, consider it. Um, okay, let's do a quick game and get the hell out of here. Uh, this one's for Mike. Um, because the NBA Finals just started today, uh, we're yeah. doing uh, how much are they worth with a theme of basketball movies. So it's not the movies, it's the actors in basketball movies. And now, let's play the How Much Are They Worth game. Okay. All right. Let me pull up the site. Let's roll. This is, <laughs> what? You'll just... You'll you'll hear it. Uh, first up, everyone's favorite actor, I think, uh, Woody Harrelson. He he was in White Men Can't Jump. Yes, yeah. I think we're all familiar with Woody. I know. What is uh, Woody uh, worth? Hmm. The net, the net, are we playing the net worth game? This is the net worth game. Oh, you're actually moving to my naming. I no, like but just. To make you move on, yes. To play Kate. All right, Woody Harrelson. <laughs> mm, he's got a lot of movies, man. <clears throat> yeah, he does. A lot I have of, my uh, answer. Type. Relatively successful ones. I have my answer. Et. I'm. I'm good. I have a, I have a number. <clears throat> All right, Mike. Start it off. <clears throat> $120 million. Ah, that was wow. what I was going to say. What? Crack. You can still say that, Michelle. I mean... Alright. If you, if you had it, you can't You can't switch your answer. That's part That's of the right. deal. Alright, well then I have to say it because that is my guess. Michelle Riley, 120. Tim? <clears throat> like, half that. 60. 60. Mm. <clears throat> I had 89. Oh, I like the oddball number. I was going to go 69 just for comedy's sake, but I did 89. Uh, okay, Woody Harrelson. Oop, misspelled it. Woody, where are you? Let's try that again. He's probably smoking his smoking blunt right now. Where is he? <clears throat> He's smoking He's a pair of slacks. Made of hemp. <laughs> well, wearing dungarees. Dungarees. Oh, damn it! Woody Harrelson net worth of sixty-five million. Damn it! Oh, wow. Always go with your first thought, O'Neill. That seems that seems low. He's been so- you gotta imagine how many how how many tickets he's paid for being busted for smoking weed with and how much Matthew weed McConaughey. Yeah, and how oh, much weed he bought. He probably lives simply. Yeah, he lives simply in a fog of fucking dope smoke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have Will Ferrell, which I think we used him before for something, but I'm sure we don't remember it. Will Ferrell was in, um, uh, what was that movie? Uh, Blades of Glory. No. One of my favorites. Good one. Will Ferrell. Did you guys? Hey, can we talk about this for one second? Go Did ahead. you guys watch the campaign? Talk about underrated. Why wasn't that movie more successful? What movie? 
What are you the talking campaign. about? Campaign. I don't know Will Ferrell and Zach Galifianakis. Hilarious. Anything with Zach is funny. Between two ferns. I'm sure it'll be on TBS in like five minutes, so check it out. 300 times of this week. Yeah. All right, Will Ferrell. Who's got a number? He was in a, he was in semi-pro. That was it. <clears throat> oh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's Where been in everything. Yeah. I mean, come on. Anchorman. <clears throat> Anchorman, and then he's... He's partners with uh, Adam uh, McKay on Funny or Die. All that stuff. Oh, yeah. All right. Everybody have a number? I have a number. I have a number. I almost have a number. Mm. Come on, TT. Lock and load. Trotter, you're going first. All right. 75. Oh, fuck. Hmm. Woody's I've, worth 65, and he's only worth 75, huh? I've got 119. It's got to be under 100. Oh, I don't know about that. He's a producer, too. I have 70. Oh, shit. Wow, I have 130. Oh, my God. Wow. Mr. Will. Well, we know Brendan and Michael aren't good at this game, so Michelle, you Hey, I always win, but... Yeah, when it's Brendan, uh, I will take that. I am bad at this game, but do not disparage Mike's name like that. Uh, will Ferrell has a net worth of an even one hundred million dollars. Yeah. Neil wins. Wow, oh, Doyle. Wow, a hundred. Damn it! Right. I thought it would be more than that. I know. You know what? This is all related to basketball. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next is um, young Mr. Denzel Washington, who was Ooh, in yeah. a Spike Lee film called He Got Game, which is not a very good yeah, movie. Game. No. The Training Denzel. Day is one of my all-time favorites. Well, that's going to be over 100. God damn. I've got a number. I got a number. I got a number. Michelle? Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> sure. I'll start. I'm going to set the bar. 105 million. One, oh. 105 or 150? 105. I said 150. Ooh, oh, wow. I said 153. Like 128. 128. Denzel, you bastard. Denzel Washington. Oh, oh my God. I bet it's more. He ha- is a actor, screenwriter, producer, and director who has a net worth of $190 million. Oh, my <clears throat> God. Oh. O'Neill wins. That's a shocker. You are going down, people. This could be a fantastic... I'm way off today. I know. All right. This is a little guy we all know as Michael (laughs) J. Fox. A little guy we all know. (laughs) He was in Teen Wolf and played basketball as a freaking Uh wolf. 
<laughs> it was a Teen Wolf. That's the claim to fame. Well, that's the claim. Not back that's the side of basketball. Michael J. <clears throat> Damn. Back to the Future trilogy. Family ties money, if there was any. Yeah, that was there was because it went into syndication. Mm. He oh, does have a one. Oh, I've got a number. He was in a lot of stuff for a. He had a good ten-year stretch there. Yeah, but he's he's been sick for years. Yep. He's had to pay a lot of money on that, I'm sure. Uh, I know. I wonder how that affects it. Well, the one thing about him is he's a great martini shaker and a terrible tambourine thief. <laughs> Nailed it. Too much, what Michelle. Was, what, 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 what was Denzel's final? 190. 190. 190. All right, All right. I'm ready. All right. I'm going to go 100. Oh, that was mine, 100, yeah. Well, Timmer, 100, too. I said 96. Wow, we are close. Mr. Cross? 115. Oh my Come God. on, go big, Mike. Come on. You know, his middle initial is actually Michael A. His middle initial is A. A for Not asshole? Not No. Yes. Ooh. Well, he's not. Uh, okay. Michael J. Fox is a Canadian-American actor, producer, author, and activist who has a net worth of $65 million. What? That's we all right. overshot, but O'Neill wins. Dude, I am on a roll. Yeah, that's another shock. I... <laughs> I'm hanging it up on this game. Uh, we need to go back to potty count. <laughs> I know. All right, the final, the finale. Uh, I've got uh, Gene Hackman. Uh, he was in um, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. Who's your daddy? One of my favorite actors, probably in my top, I don't know, three or four. He's great. He's a great actor. A lot of stuff. Has, has anybody seen him in the last 10 years? I haven't. No. no. Yeah. He's probably counting his money. Yeah. All right. I'm, Who's up first? I'll go first Gosh. since I'm, I'm winning. I'll go 70. Jesus. Uh, I'll go 85. I'll go 100. i go 90. Oh my god, we're all over the place. Mr. Gene Hackman. Oh, let's hit it here. Gene Hackman has a net worth of. Ooh, nobody hit it, but somebody got close. $80 million. Oh, I'm there. Mike Cross. I'm off the. I'm on the scoreboard. O'Neill wins 3 to 1 to 1. Woo! Oh, that's a first and a last. Congratulations. Exactly. We'll shut Good that down next. Could be. 
for the podcast, we say sláinte. Sláinte. Good night. See you guys. Please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast. There's a county map to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in the shinty bowl to brick the brack the crack and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Catfish are cooking a pub. The Guinness pub and the cabbage crack. The eye don't want to be paddy trapped. We'll call it an Irish pub. While I'll be fucked to spread upon the holy book. The only crack you get is a slap in the air. While I'll be fucked to love them burst your filthy mug. If you draw one more shot, I'll get me beer. Draw one more shot, I can't be free!